0: Mysteries in Nature on Scribble.
1: Welcome to Scribble, thirty minutes of conversation comments and reviews on reading and writing, editing, publishing, and selling books. I'm Rebecca Wee.
0: And I'm Don Wooten. Jennifer <laughs> Powellson writes mysteries, among other things, but with a naturalist twist on Scribble. <laughs> You write too many books, Jennifer.
2: (laughs) Is there such a thing? It's almost like saying you read too many books. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, reading, I just saw something today on the internet. Somebody just finished, just typed the last word of her novel. I've got to get in Mm -hmm. touch with her because she's at the beginning of a long road. Yeah, (laughs) that's very true. (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) Yeah, book. how many people do you think we've talked to who just kind of started trying one thing and then came the next and the next and the next? Yeah. Maybe that's been your
2: That's how story? it works, definitely. Yeah. And and I started with children's books. That wasn't what I meant to start with. You oh, know, really? we all have this dream of writing a novel. And that came later actually in my case. Okay. Not, not by not by choice, it's just the way it happened. Yeah. And also, the pictures came before oh. the, the books, in, in my case, even even with the novels. But the, the children's books are illustrated, but they also have photos that I take in them to really help kids learn about nature. Yeah. They're all educational in nature and contain realistic illustrations. Uh, they're cute, but they're still fairly realistic. And then the pictures help to really help them identify the plants or, or whatever, whatever Conservation practice, whatever. There are yes. four different books, so it, it just depends on what what the book is. Now, when
0: you say we, what are you talking about? In a school, or
2: um, well, I I mean, they're used in schools. They can be just used by young families who have kids who like to be outdoors, or the families themselves like to be outdoors. They're meant for they're meant for a little bit of everybody yeah. who has an interest in, in conservation and nature.
0: Have you not uh, <clears throat> gone back in your own mind? to figure out how did this happen?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think with a lot of writers, uh, I I always loved to read as a kid. My favorite thing was to be inside reading, which Mm -hmm. now I I like to be outside reading. But at the time, you know, uh, that was what I really liked to do is in my spare time. I didn't really play with toys much. I liked to to read and use my imagination. And and um, didn't end up going into writing or English or anything like that like I thought I might. I went into biology uh-huh. and conservation, and I work in the field of conservation. Education as part of my job. Public relations where I'm writing, you know, newsletters and things like that. So I, I had the scientific writing background in, in oh, okay. college and grad school, and and so had to make a little bit of a a jump to do the kids' books so that they would be not just informational but hopefully entertaining as well, and and when I started with the novels a few years later, an even bigger jump to make it more of a of a conversation. <laughs> uh, it's a big a big switch to make, but okay. So the first book is probably you know that was a real learning curve, and then I've I've learned hopefully with every every book I've written since then. So how many children's? books? Books have you got? I have four that are uh, fact-based fiction. Okay. And they're Rachel and Sammy visit the prairie. Rachel and Sammy visit the forest. Rachel and Sammy learn about trees, and then Rachel and Sammy learn to conserve. And then I, I have a teacher's guide that I uh, was put together by a teacher, and then uh, you know some tweaking along the way by me and my designer. Uh, and then recently, last year, I put out a nonfiction kind of a spin-off to the series called uh, Rachel and Sammy's nature notes so it's more of an identification guide for young young children how did you
0: happen to pick out Rachel raccoon <laughs> and Sammy skunk
2: well um, <laughs> you know how we all have <laughs> jobs along the way and and one of my first jobs uh, besides you know in, in retail through through um, college was uh, in between my um, my gra- uh, my bachelor's degree and my uh, master's degree trying to figure out what to do and all that, you know? So, so I had an opportunity to come up with a natural history survey and I was working with raccoons. I was doing Mm -hmm. research on them. And so that's where Rachel raccoon came from. I caught (laughs) I I did live trapping and ran Ah. into several raccoons. That was the point of the research. But I I ran into a lot of other animals along the way, happened to catch a lot of skunks, and they were normally very easygoing. Ah. And just, you know, they were just, when I would go to release them uh, the next morning, they just kind of laid around and (laughs) But one time I came upon one, and luckily it was during spring break, so I had on a lot of layers. It was very chilly. I had a lot of layers on because that skunk was not as laid back as all the others I'd run into. And it let loose, and I got a big (laughs) dose of of skunk spray. And and, uh, I know they say tomato juice doesn't work that's an old old wives tale but it, that's what i went with at the time and and it seemed to work okay yeah
0: good <laughs> you know working with nature is interesting i have a friend who used to collar bears oh. and i think There's got to be an easier way to make a living.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was, you know, we all think raccoons, you know, they're cute, like a lot of our wild animals. I know they have a reputation for getting into trouble as well, but uh, they are wild animals, definitely. And I learned that on my very first day of (laughs) Job the Job. Uh (laughs) And I I got bitten and um, had to go get all the rabies shots and all that, which really should have. Probably been a precursor to the job in the first place. So sure. even though it turned out to be not be rabid, I I went ahead with all the shots just in case. It happened again. Well, and again. they're
1: big, right? I right. mean, raccoons—they can be really very big. big. And yeah. the
2: equipment I had was not really top-line scientific equipment.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And, and doing wildlife research outdoors in in the wild is totally different than a lab-controlled sure. research project. Yep. In the first place. <laughs>
0: But well, now the Nature Station Mystery Series—you uh, <clears throat> call them classic whodunits with the natural yeah. twist. <laughs> yeah. Um, how does how, how are they classic whodunits?
2: Well, uh, they—I guess I would say if you like not if you like the good old Agatha Christie type cozy Miss Marple cozy mystery type things, Angela Lansbury those types mm-hmm. of. Or, uh, murder, She Wrote Mysteries, where they have a, they're, they're a murder mystery, but they're not, um, they're not gory. Yeah. You know, right. and they're it's smaller about the atmosphere and solving the mystery. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're very easy going, easy reading books, not too, not too, um, what's the word? Not too they're, bloody. Right, yeah. right. And not too dark. I mean, uh-huh. you're like, I mean, hopefully they're I know it sounds. <laughs> if you're a mystery reader, maybe you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, but yeah. You're,
2: they're just uh, easy reading and and hopefully relaxing because well, that, that's what I read and that and that is very relaxing to me. And the titles
1: are just playful, you know. They're they're plays on words. Are like, um,
0: yeah, I like "Freak of
2: Nature." is one I of
0: like them. "When Nature Calls." <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and there's a little allusion to that in the early early chapters of the book.
1: And being I like to have fun. It. I like just the audience can't see this unless you have the book, but there's one titled Flower Child, and the picture is a winter,
2: a, a winter scene of snow, which is really interesting. I, I know it's it, people probably wonder why on earth did you call it Flower Child in the middle of the winter, but but it, it um, the, one of the the character that ends up being murdered is kind of a retro throwback to the '60s, and and they didn't know. After the murder occurred, they didn't have her identified at first, so they just kind of called her the flower child because of what she was wearing. Um, They'd seen her a couple. Kristen Matthews is the main character in that book, and and she had run into her a couple of times, and both times she was really dressed to the 60s style. So that's where that came from, even though it does take place in the winter. Which,
0: Which was the first one?
2: When Nature Calls.
0: Okay. How long did it take you to do that?
2: Well, you know, I was like really excited to be writing a novel. So I was writing every chance I could and probably staying up too late doing that. Uh, So I ran through that in in just, um, I would say, a few months now. It needed a lot of editing after that. Like Mm -hmm, I said, it was my first novel. I had to loosen up and kind of calm down and and just have fun with it. So I had to do a lot of rewriting to that. All right. But... um, all things considered, to get a first draft done in, I would say, I don't know, maybe four months, something yeah, like that. That's I didn't think that was too bad. No, it's really what? Well, it's, it's impressive. Uh, George, <clears throat> it
0: was a George Simonon would uh, go to a hotel, check in, and start writing and keep at it till he finished. Oh, so my goodness. He could turn out a novel in a week. Oh, longest, oh wow. Longest time, a month. Because you're that,
1: watching how many days you're paying for, I suppose, in part, <laughs> if you're staying. I don't know, time.
0: but <laughs> <laughs> some people write rapidly, mm-hmm. and sometimes that shows. Right. But uh, <clears throat> to get into to writing, uh, did, who edited your first book?
2: My first two books were edited by Mary Welk, and mm-hmm. she passed away unexpectedly, so I had to find another editor. And uh, she was out of Chicago. Um, And then my current editor, it lives in Washington, Illinois, Donnell, Parting.
0: How did you find your first editor?
2: Just word of mouth with other authors. Okay. So. And what gave you the,
1: so if you started with the kids, then uh, what was it that made you say, "I, I want. To do something different, do something for a different age group, do something.
2: Well, a few things, actually. Like I said earlier, you know, you have, if you have the interest in writing, a lot of people want to write a novel at some yep, point, and, yep. and it may or may not happen. And, and and in my case, I had written the four picture books. I had kind of said what I wanted to say with mm, those. Sure. The, the main topics that I was comfortable writing about and had and could take photographs of Plus, they're, I'll be honest, they're expensive to produce. The mm. illustrations are, are not cheap. And, sure. and I needed to kind of step back a little bit. And and I thought, I, I thought, well, what should I do next? And, and so I thought, Cozy Mysteries are my favorite to read. Yeah. And, and when it came to the topic, I, I had a young family. I didn't have time to do a lot of research. And so I played by the old adage, write what you know. And then, mm-hmm. so that's why I thought, you know, I've They have cozy mystery series in all sorts of different topic areas. Why Mm -hmm. not do nature? That's what I'm interested in. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, Now there is some, you know, obviously I can't just write a book without doing any research, but at least I have a head start. Yeah. Uh, Do
0: you? Can you read something from a book for us?
2: I can. (laughs) Um, I I brought along Land of Ice, which came out almost exactly a year ago. It's it's set. I like since mine are nature related. I like to have them released. In um a season that... the se- right right <clears throat> and and that's how I kind of market them too so
1: okay
2: I uh I thought about starting at the beginning it opens with a wedding and and um and then the reception and then because they're taking their honeymoon in Iceland where ah. the land of ice the title comes from okay. but I decided you know I think I'm just gonna try something a little bit different so I just opened up the book at random and and uh, went to the nearest the beginning of that chapter okay. Uh, <clears throat> so this is, they're in, they're in Iceland, and uh, the murder has taken place. It, this is in the winter, so it's cold there, but it's actually more mellow in temperatures than, than what we have here normally because okay. of the yeah, ocean the, currents. The Gulf and, Stream comes right yeah, by there. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's cold, and it's snowy and icy, but it's okay. it's nothing like what we had around here before Christmas. <laughs> 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 so, all right, I'll get started. So this is a, actually, back up one second here. This is an older couple who, one of those, in, in, you know, who seem really in a sweet and innocent, but everybody always has something to hide in a murder mystery, mm-hmm. it seems like. And they are all s- s- end up being coincidentally connected to the, the murder suspect somehow. Betty looked at Doug, obvious, obviously flustered. Whatever do you mean? Her eyes were wide with innocence. Come on, Betty, I can tell you're not being totally straight with us. Kristen glanced at Brett, wondering if he had the same take on the older couple. I think what Kristen means to say is that while we're, we're sure you're telling us the truth, we think you're leaving out a few important parts. Brett leaned back in his chair after sh- taking a sip of Gull, as if he had all the time in the world. Gull is an Icelandic beer, by the way. <laughs> Kristen suspected he was pulling a police move she'd read about in the dozens of detective novels that lined her bookshelves. He waited for them to speak saying nothing and even mimicking Kristen's earlier move as he leaned toward the table to take bread out of the basket and spread butter on it, then took a bite of it and leaned back in his chair again. Kristen held her breath, not daring to say a word. In order for their ploy to work, the Schmidts needed to feel comfortable in the silence that ensued, uncomfortable enough to finish their watered-down story. Kristen hid a grin. She knew the normally chatty Betty would probably be squirming about now. Most people would feel the urge to break the awkward silence. Kristen concentrated on the background noises in the cafe. The clink of silver round dishes, the low murmur of conversations, and even the sound of clean glasses being lined up on shelves by the waiter manning the bar. Even though time seemed to be dragging by, Kristen knew it was probably less than a minute before Doug finally spoke. "'Okay, you got us,' he eyed Kristen and Brett shrewdly. "'Where'd you two learn to drag information out of people? "'Aren't you a couple of tree-huggers back home?' "'Kristen tried not to flinch at the tree-hugger reference. "'What was wrong with enjoying nature and trying to protect it for future generations? "'Brett is a forester with IDNR, and I own my own business, the nature station, "'but I don't think of either one of us has ever actually hugged a tree.'" (laughs) I'm sure Doug didn't mean anything by that, Betty jabbed her husband in the ribs, but you're right. We aren't being totally up front with you. Shocking. Kristen couldn't wait to hear what they had to say, but she forced herself to be patient and remain silent, a method that seemed to be working well so far. Why don't you two get us up to speed on what you know about the Sawyers? She glanced toward the kitchen. They'll be bringing out... our food out soon, and it would be nice to put this talk of murder behind us while we eat. Doug sighed. Okay, everything we already discussed is true. We didn't share the rest because, frankly, we don't think it has anything to do with Lewis's death. Reading between the lines, Kristen suspected it was more of a matter of something the Schmitz didn't want revealed. Maybe the longer she was involved in murder <laughs> whoops my <page laughs> investigations, the more cynical she became. When it comes to tracking down a murderer, there are several factors and variables. No one knows for sure how they fit together or if they are relevant until the murder is solved.
0: Very good. <laughs> nice. uh, I noticed that these are published by Eklund Publishing. Is that a firm, or is that a self-published?
2: That's that is currently self-published. I started off with a publisher uh, with my first few kids children's books. And then I broke away from them and I was actually uh, had a business partner. We had our own publishing company. Mm-hmm. And then in the fall of 2021, I, I stepped back from that because I was publishing is a whole other <laughs> career that I didn't yeah. you know, yeah. have the, the time for, or it wasn't my major passion. So I, I republished under my own label, Eklund Publishing.
0: No, mm-hmm. yeah, so. but that's, uh, that's quite a job in itself. Self publishing.
2: Yeah. It is and, and I was lucky to have, you know, some background in that and but I still at the time I had eleven titles, so it was a lot of work to get everything switched over. Oh yeah. And you know, make some minor changes and, and new logos, new ISBNs, mm-hmm. barcodes, all that and then a few other little things because I
0: How many of those chores do you assume yourself when you're self publishing? <laughs>
2: I have a designer who's been with me who's also my illustrator from, from day one. Yeah. And I can do some of it myself. And then I obviously, I can't do the covers or anything like that. But some of the stuff to the interiors, the, especially the novels, I can do myself. Mm-hmm. But um, she, she's the one who does the real fine-tuning of everything.
0: Do you put pictures in the novels?
2: No, just the cover the cover okay. art, and this is, happens to be just one, one photograph that wraps around to the front and back. But the other ones, the for the mysteries, are usually two separate photos. The okay. covers
0: are simply beautiful. They are.
2: Oh, thank you. I enjoy. And those are your photos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gorgeous.
0: When nature calls, on a natural selection, <laughs> freak of nature, flower child, bee in her bonnet, leaf peepers, and now land of ice. What comes next?
2: Jennifer? Well, um, it's busy. <laughs> April Showers is is with my editor right now. Oh, okay. Oh, my. And so uh, that's due out this spring. In the spring. Nice. And um, there's still some work to be done on that. I'm. I'm. Ho- hopefully, I'll be getting some cover options from my designer this week.
1: So now that you've been doing this for a while, how long does it take you? From from the conception, the idea of it until it appears.
2: It's about a year, a year. Uh, from when I start writing to you know everything that goes involved in writing the first draft, reading over it a, at least a couple times before I even send it to the editor, and then incorporating her comments, and then and then still some time with proofers. Yeah, after you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then the des- designer takes everything and and um, converts it into the book format. So it's <laughs> it's about a year and 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 um. I'd like to have more time to write and not have to maybe rush some things. Sometimes, uh, as far as getting, if I want it out by Christmas, for example, it's a Christmas book. Yeah. For Flower Child was set around Christmas, you know, it was kind of last minute, a few last minute things that I'd like to take my time on more. (laughs) Would you have
1: the idea way in advance? Like, so if this one's with, if April Showers is with the editor, have you already started? Some next project? Or are you thinking
2: about um, it? I, I should be, uh, but I <laughs> also have my my the book that, the field guide that came out last last spring is uh, Nature Notes, mm-hmm. and yeah. actually I have a over thirty new species I'm going to be incorporating into that oh, of of uh, some um, spring woodland wildflowers plus a bunch of prairie and, and kind of woodland's edge plants that will. I have new ones to incorporate into that, so that I really have a lot of work to do to to sort through the hundreds and thousands of pictures I took this season. Huh. I mean, this through 2022. That is, and and get things selected for the the updated edition of that. So, so there will be a second edition mm-hmm. with an expanded.
0: You got to slow down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you're
0: you know, as you talk, I think. She does too many things. She's all over the place. How do you handle it?
2: Well, I don't know if I do. <laughs> Everything's kind of related, you know. I yeah. mean, I mean, my, my day job is in the same – there's stuff that overlaps. What is your day job? I, I work uh, in, for Soil and Water Conservation District. So the books, like the children's books that mm-hmm. I are – are part of a lot of the programs that I've done over the years. There, I mean, they're adapted for book format, of course, yeah. and and so that that kind of overlaps. And then the and then the mystery novels aren't. They don't really. I don't really get my ideas from work usually, but but still, it's all related. I'm I'm not like totally changing gears every time I switch. I to would think order. at
0: work you might come up with thoughts of murder sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't want to say that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you also mentioned kids. So when you were writing the kids' books, was it kind of for your own audience that you had in mind?
2: Yeah. I, I'm, like the, the reason I came up with the, the first kid, children's book is my daughter, my first daughter was born almost 20 years ago. And after she mm. was born, that's when the idea came to, to use some of those pictures that I started taking back when sure. I was doing research yeah. in the middle of nowhere, but with thousands of acres of native plants at my disposal and and put them into book format so she kind of sparked that idea and then my my other daughter is two and a half years younger than her and she somehow was at the age where I I had been published by then and I was working on my second book and she was at that age where she was still home with me I was working I'm I'm part-time by the way I'm not full-time work so um that helps a little bit with Your my sanity. time work if you have kids, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no matter what so, else you do. <laughs> so she got drug around to all the different places I was taking pictures. I um, My first book, to, I think I started it on, as I said, in 2003. It didn't get published until 2009. So there mm. was a lot of time to work on that. Yeah. Uh, the second book, I switched to digital camera. I, I wrote the book um, this on spring woodland wildflowers Rachel and Sammy visit the forest. Yeah. I wrote it in like uh January and February and then by the time March came we had a warm spring. We were out in the woods about three or four times a week taking oh, pictures nice. and uh sending them to my illustrator as I got them done and and so that book came out in September. So it was Yeah. <laughs> less than a year for that whereas the the one before it took several years but so now that you've but, shifted to the mysteries,
1: um, are you still taking pictures? Even though they're not oh, going to be, you just do that. Definitely, you can't
2: yeah. I uh, I use them for promotion. Oh, that's my excuse for taking so many pictures. <laughs> uh, I need to have a lot to choose for for covers. Uh, nature notes that the field guide. You know,
1: yeah.
2: I, that really that idea came from COVID. It was one of the good things that came from COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was a. Uh, just sticking closer to home but I like to still get out and yeah. so I do that with my camera and and took a lot of pictures which a lot of them ended up in nature notes and so I'm still I'm still working on adding to the collection. So how do people find them? How do they get well, their hands on Well, they are carried right here in town at the Artsy Bookworm Good. and other other independent bookstores and shops just, you know, sprinkled around um my area. And then, of course, they're available online through Amazon and and other other retailers like that online. So, so. you said you live in Princeton. Are there places there too that you can? Um, there, there are some. Uh, my website and it probably needs to be updated a little bit, but there's a, there's a list of where you can find my books on there.
0: How do we? How do we find your your website?
2: Oh, it is JenniferPowelson.com, and that's J-A-N-N-I-F. E R P O W E L S O N dot com.
0: Just the way it sounds. That's right. (laughs) JenniferPowelson dot com. Mm -hmm. And uh, all that information is there. Jennifer, I am impressed. (laughs) Well,
2: don't be. (laughs) No, it's, uh,
0: well, also I'm dejected because I think (laughs) of what I should be doing. And um, ignoring, and uh, how you seem to just keep grinding stuff out, and really good material, well, thank I must you. say I th- just just looking at the covers of the book, yeah, you figure this has got to be a great, great work
2: yeah. <laughs> well <I> mean, <laughs> thank you very much well, it's
0: uh, don't thank me, I didn't do anything
2: <laughs> well, there are a lot of things that do get neglected in my life. <laughs> Yes, I cannot always like my basement. (laughs)
1: In Uh, my house, it's basement dust. Yeah. uh,
0: (laughs) I have one last question. It's the Nature Station Mystery Series. What is the Nature Station?
2: Well, this is a this kind of is an idea from work because a lot my job is part of my job is coordinating education programs. So, so this is a. Kristen the main character used to work with IDNR and then her job was like, you know, budget cuts and all that good stuff mm-hmm, or bad mm-hmm. stuff. She she ended up um having some property that she developed into an educational center where people could hike in the woods, there's a restored prairie, mm-hmm. the the red barn that's the logo on the front of the covers, that's that's a venue that they use for workshops and events and, and things like that. So she she manages the nature station, which is uh, the, the most recent book they've renovated a corn crib to use for living quarters so they can have mm. retreats and things like that uh, at this at this place where it's kind of like a st- little state park yeah. but it's private property and uh-huh. they do educational mm. programs and things like that
0: you nice. put a lot of thought as well as effort into these books i must say it's uh, I am impressed i really am and When Nature Calls is the first one, Land of Ice is the latest, and April showers are on the way. Yes. (laughs) They're all from Jennifer Powelson, who is a prodigious writer, and uh, I can tell you from this, a wonderful photographer. Yeah. And very patient to come visit with us. (laughs) For which well, I thank you I very it. much, Jennifer. I've
2: enjoyed it. Thank you so much, both of you. No. Okay. It's our pleasure. That,
0: that'll do it for today. I'm Don Wooten with Rachel Wee. We're not done yet. We'll be back next week with another session of Scribble.